This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Oh, he's in your... You know what it is, dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Kicking off a brand new week full of possibilities. This might be the week you get promoted to regional manager, mm. win the lottery. Oh, if only. All the good things happen. Um, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Republican Party coming together, not coming together, for their convention. Which is a Zoom call. So, fantastic. Played it. Played it. Another week of that. That's great. Speechify. We'll have the latest COVID and, uh, situations, economic situations, and then I got so much stuff that's got nothing to do with politics that I'm very excited to talk about. Excellent. Because people are, I believe, just worn out. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I believe the mainstream, lamestream media of this country is uh, they're serving up, uh, you know, I don't know, mashed potatoes. And everybody likes mashed potatoes, and we've had uh, a couple of servings, and it's just fine. But they just keep shoving mashed potatoes down our throat <laughs> with the constant rancor and, and politics and Trump this and Trump that. Boy, I spent a lot of time this weekend trying to get my uh, son ready for his distance learning, which mm. kicks off. And uh, can't imagine what it's like on the teacher side either, but uh, so many platforms, so many logins. So many passwords, <sighs> and they don't always work. You go to the website, and uh, you know this is uh, not available at this time, or that password yeah. doesn't match, or it has to match. It's the only password. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just amazing. <laughs> or um, the old, uh, here's how you sign on in direction number three. Now click on the button that right. says start. Yeah, there's no damn start button. I, know, I had to go to the. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the old version. Now it says uh, it's a uh, it commence. It's over there in the upper right. <laughs> Go to the upper left-hand corner for the drop-down menu. There's no drop-down menu there. I always have that tone of voice in my mind. But there's no drop-down menu in the upper left. There just Nothing's isn't. Nothing's dropping down <laughs> but my will to live. Oh, you're doing it on an iPhone where this is an Android thing. Yeah, well, not very many people have iPhones except freaking everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so there's a lot of, did a lot of that. You know what happened to me last night? The most exciting thing that happened to me in my personal life. What's that? So I'm kind of shooting baskets with my uh, kids on my lowered basket so that I can uh, dunk. Right, right. And um, yeah, your paint game is unmatched. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. my kids just they just clear out when I'm coming. <laughs> they know better. They know. They don't want to get posterized. <laughs> exactly. You know, give you an easy two plus one. They don't want to end it. up on a highlight reel. So anyway, we're done with the uh, the, the playing baskets because it's time for dinner and everything like that. And I go to put the basketball away. This is our outside hoop that's sitting there. I go to put the basketball away. And I put my hand on the, uh, whatever you call it, the stand that's holding the, the hoop up and everything like mm-hmm. that. I put my hand on there. Unbeknownst to me, I put my hand on a wasp's nest <gasps> full of wasps. Ah! Oh. Well, usually wasps are very understanding and forgiving of that sort so of thing. So I crunched them, and they got really mad. Oh, boy. And I got stung on my hands, and then they attacked the side of my face. Oh, I'll bet God. I got stung ten times. Jiminy. My ear and the side of my face. It was like it was on fire. It oh. is seriously one of the most painful things that has ever happened to me in my entire oh, life. Oh, wow. 
The one wasp saying, hey, nobody likes getting stung by a wasp, but sure. the, all those wasps, and they were just like, just constantly, it was just like, pop, 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 and I was running and screaming and batting away, but as I was batting them, I was getting stung in the hand, and it was just, oh, it was just a cloud of them around my head. It was just horrifying. Wasn't there at some point concern that if you got stung more, you'd, you'd have an allergic reaction and croak? Well, yeah. Or was that bees? No, I'm. Or does I'm, it matter? I, I don't know. know if I'm allergic to wasps or not. So uh, one time I got stung, my face swole up. And the doctor said I was allergic to wasps. Gave me an EpiPen. I used my EpiPen one time. I ended up in the ER because of the EpiPen. Thought oh, I was going to die. So last night I didn't want to use the EpiPen because the doctor said, "Well, maybe you're not allergic to wasps, <laughs> and you don't want to use the EpiPen if you're not allergic because you got nothing for it to react to, and it gets like uh, gives you a, you might have a heart attack." Oh, good. Um. But anyway, so I didn't use my EpiPen. My my kids are crying and screaming because my wife is convincing me, you're going to die if you don't use your EpiPen. And I'm oh, saying, Jiminy. And I know, it was just so, it was way too much drama. And I'm trying to be calm with my head on fire and throbbing and saying, look, I'm following the doctor's advice. He said, don't use the EpiPen unless you feel like, you know, your breathing's getting stricken. <laughs> And just everybody's screaming and yelling, and I'm in so much pain. It was just, it was so chaotic. Wow. I was wishing somebody could film this. Too much drama in the LBCs, Snoop Dogg put it. I know, but man, I, I tweeted out a picture of my swollen up ear. Uh, oh, is that what that was? <laughs> exactly. Thank I gotta, you. I gotta, uh, let me, on behalf of America, say thank you for doing that. I got a close-up picture and said, try to guess what this is. It could have been anything. <laughs> Probably on the human body, but... <laughs> What is that, a sunset? Oh, man, that hurt. Holy oh, crap. Oh, boy. Um, so let's introduce everybody on the squad. The theme for tonight's convention is America's Great Place or something like that. And various people are speaking. <laughs> That's uh, a good theme. <laughs> uh, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? Uh, pretty good. Sat down to have dinner with the wife, or actually fiance, and... Um, Sat on a whole thing of bees that she had left on on the <laughs> chair, and so oh, man. I got up. I was running around the house. I it ruined your sucked. story, didn't oh, I? Wow, yeah, I thought for sure I'd have the best pit. story, but <laughs> I just had bees and you had wasps, so you beat me out. God dang it! I I have been stung by wasps in my life. I don't know, a dozen times maybe, but never multiple like that. Oh man, oh. that sounds terrible. Oh, it was oh. painful. Oh boy, did you lose oh. the game by forfeit too? Which... <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And on horse, I didn't get to go for the next letter. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, practically the polar opposite of my weekend to yours, as it seems that my... Uh, it was the first weekend in a long time where I didn't have any sort of uh, gatherings, family, friends, things. It was, it, was a, it was a weekend pretty much all to me. And it was great. I didn't do a thing. I barely left my apartment. It was very relaxing. Actually got some, uh, some of the household chores that I'd been putting off done a little bit more. And... Mm-hmm. Solid, solid all the way around. Really recharge the batteries. Recharge good. the old batteries. I spent exactly zero moments relaxing over the weekend. Exactly zero. Easy to count them. There's zero. <laughs> um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Monday, August 24th, the year 2020, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. To begin then, officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, here comes the show officially at Mark. Watch me, Mr. President. Watch me. Look at us both, what we say, what we do, what we control, what we know, what kind of shape we're in. Come on. Come on, man. Asking about his uh, mental capabilities and that sort of stuff on a, on a recorded, uh, edited, heavily edited uh, ABC interview he did last night in prime time, which I guess is to get people off his back with the whole you haven't sat down for an interview thing. Give me uh. Jonathan Swan. 
Yeah. Oh, kind of interesting. Maybe we can talk about that later. Yeah, I didn't see it. Was it softball-y? Was it hard-hitting? Was it, uh, you say edited, but ABC edited it, right? Not sure. Biden's oh, yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, okay. but uh, you know, maybe I'm too cynical at this point in my life, but the Democratic Party and most of your mainstream media networks work so closely hand-in-hand, I feel like that's not exactly sitting down for an interview. Yeah, I hear you. Sure. Um, yeah, they were part of the resistance. They stated it openly. Yeah. Would Would ABC air something that was embarrassing to Biden or leave it out? Watch at this me. point. I don't know. Watch me. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, we can talk more about that later. Um, Mr. President, watch me. Watch me. He does oh. sound a little old in that. Watch me. Yes, he sounds as old as Methuselah. Uh-huh. <laughs> sounds as old as the hills. Come on. He rode a mammoth to school as a child. <laughs> Flintstone style. Yeah, exactly. His oh, record man. player was a bird. His beak would come down on the record and then right. a rock would spin it around. That's the record player he was referring to, <laughs> famously, during the debate. And put on the photograph. How does. Uh, watch me. How does uh, Mailbag look? It'll do. It's it's actually excellent. I'm just trying to figure out to how to approach it. We have some some great whistleblower emails. We okay. have uh, folks who've gone off and done research. It deserves a lot of time. So it's a, it's, a, it's a juggling act over here. As a Californian, spent a lot of time worrying about fires over the weekend. As they're way too close to my house. Uh, oh boy! Second and third biggest fires in California history burning, and that is saying something. Yeah, it's, but uh, you know the stat of the day, and uh, stats can be manipulated. For instance, a lot of the the global warming stats, I believe, have been manipulated for various reasons. Um, On the other hand, all 10 of the top 10 of California state history, top 10 wildfires, have been since 03. Oh, really? No kidding. Seems a little odd. It does. Yeah. Now, let me recheck that. I think it's all 10 or 9 of the 10. Did they not used to combine the little fires in one big fire so they can call it the biggest fire? That could be. The very sort of manipulation I was referring to. I would like to know I do not know the answer to that. I don't either. Anyway, uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Our our plan is to bring you up to speed on all kinds of different stuff, so I hope you can stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I didn't watch the Democratic convention. I probably won't watch this convention. But there is the unique situation that Trump's speaking every night, which is a good idea, I think. Why go with the old, hasn't mattered (laughs) since then, 50-year-old idea of the nominee speaks on Thursday night? Well, it used to be the whole point of conventions was you picked a nominee and you didn't know who it was. Till the end of the week. Right. And then he'd come out having been chosen, like the white puff of smoke from the Vatican. But Very con- exciting. But to continue that tradition, there's no reason you need to. If you, no. got, if, the, if you feel like a bunch of people into politics are watching every night, why not have your candidate on every night getting their message? Uh, I didn't realize Trump night was going to do that. Every night. For how long, do we know? Until no. he gets tired of talking? Don't know. The usual uh, wheeling and dealing? Riffing? I don't, I don't know if it's going to be riffing or if it's going to be, uh, you know, pre-planned speeches. I have no idea. Mailbag. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Whether it's to register an opinion or uh, send along something we ought to be talking about, link to an article, and so forth, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Or if you're more the texting sort, 
415-295-KFTC. Nice note from uh, Allie? Or does she pronounce it Ollie, like the great heavyweight boxer? I do not know. Uh, she says, I have to thank you. Your show fills my house every day, gets my husband through his 50-mile commute each way to work. Um, has moved from Cal Unicornia to Northeast Washington. She says, it's been a really hard move. It's not all rainbows and unicorns like some people make it seem. It's hard, and they got a newborn baby. But anyway, her three-year-old heard her listening to something else on Saturday. said, why aren't you listening to those guys? I asked who. She, matter-of-factly, responded, Armstrong and Getty. Three, three years old. Awesome. Indoctrinated. I've never heard her say your names before, so I busted up in laughter. She listens. Well, greetings, youngster. Greetings. What are our ratings among three-year-olds? We'll have to Try talk more about... Try not to pick your nose uh, and finish your, your peas. Boy, three-year-old, that's early stuff. So Peas are disgusting. I hate peas. Cooked peas. I hate them now. Hated them as a kid. You don't like peas? I like oh, peas. Please. <clears throat> With something. I don't like them plain. They got to be like the, the the flavor in something. Yeah, I've never come across the recipe. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Now, spinach, I despised as a child because it was all soggy and weird and overcooked. Now, raw spinach, I love. Oh, eat it all the time. I'd rather be stung by wasps than eat spinach. What? Even raw spinach? <laughs> Good spinach salad, Jack. It's a thing of beauty. You got a nice vinaigrette on there. You got like feta cheese, maybe some uh, some nuts, uh, cranberries, you got onion in there. Mm. Uh, delicious. Oh, you know what? I forgot the freedom-loving quote of the day from Thomas Sowell. Here it is. Politics allow people to vote for the impossible, which may be one reason why politicians are often more popular than economists who keep reminding people that there is no free lunch and that there are no solutions but only trade-offs. Yeah, boy, I've listened to podcasts recently that talk about how we've gone so much further down this road than it's always been that way, but we're so much further down the road than it even used to be with people going out and saying things that just aren't going to happen. I mean, they just can't. Right. On For all kinds of different reasons, legislatively, economically, uh, constitutionally, just can't happen. But now, promising that is what gets the crowd to cheer like crazy. And nobody challenges them on it either if, for instance, you know, the media involved is, are avowed opponents of the incumbent president. Well, Biden did challenge some of his opponents on the debate stage on that stuff. And they'd say, I'm not going to become president to think small. Right. Not thinking, I'm not running to say what can't be done what are you, like him. What are you talking about? <laughs> are we six years old in this scenario? What, what sort of bull crap is that? You're right. You're right. Oh, man. Oh, well. Let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Tammy sent this along. Um, interesting that the Google search prediction algorithm doesn't give me plagiarism as one of the options, even though it's an old and current story. She typed in Joe Biden plag. P-L-A-G-I. And you know what? It's That's what ran him out of the 88 campaign. Unfairly, but that is what ran him out. You'd think that would be a pretty searchable Google item. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, it is overrated, the whole uh, Joe Biden uh, plagiarism thing. Here it is. Okay, so she typed in Joe Biden plague. I mean, the reason I say it's overrated is, what do you expect politicians to come up with new stuff to say? I mean, they all say the same stuff over and over again. Uh, so you to- type in Joe Biden flag and you get Joe Biden flag, Joe Biden flag burning, Joe Biden flag 2020 on the Google because the Google is fixed. Huh. Let's see. Thank you, Tammy, for that. It's uh, good old Barry from Thailand, longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty, still stuck in America, hoping to get back to Thailand before year's end. Uh, why do you hate America? Why do you want to go to Thailand? Barry? Huh? Anyway. 
Uh, he's lived there for a long time. When I see all those young women committing all that violence, I keep flashing back to the Manson gang. Maybe you can get a psychiatrist on to explain this. Just a suggestion. Interestingly enough, Barry, I have been looking into the radicalization of young women, and uh, I still I still have some stuff to read, but uh, came up with one really interesting study about it. The point being, if you watch the videos of the horrors in Portland, for instance, you see a lot of vicious young women perpetrating violence. It's just that, with rare exceptions, it doesn't do nearly as much damage as when a guy perpetrates violence. But the women are super radical and whipped up, and they're doing a lot of the screaming and and uh, haranguing people. We do have to talk about Portland and that civil street war that went on over the weekend between the uh, the right wingers and the left wingers. Yeah, I have a great description of it, a blow by blow. What, what the Washington Post called extreme white right wing groups who met with left leaning groups. Oh my god. <laughs> So if you're on the right, you're an extreme right-wing group. But if you're Antifa or Black Lives Matter, which their website says they're Marxists, that's a left-leaning group. You're just like Trump, uh, Biden, really. You're just a left of center sure. moderate, really. Moderate, yeah. Hilarious. You like but anyway, those videos are incredible. It's like a civil war battle. Two lines coming together and beating each other with clubs. It's wild. We'll talk about that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So there's a little go at what's going on in Portland over the weekend, although there was so much going on in Portland over the just weekend. Picture just, fires in the background of that. Uh, just it, yeah. nonstop mayhem, including like last night. Well, I've got this tweet from the Portland police from seven hours ago in which the Portland police said this is now officially a riot. So, And then when they say that, they say we'll be using these various uh, techniques to try to end this riot. But it was a riot last night, as opposed to the day before, when you had the uh, street battle that looked like... I keep saying a civil war. It's earlier than that, because they weren't using muskets or guns or anything like that. It was like beating each other with sticks and bricks, so it's like a war from the year 1200. A little bit, yeah. Just very quickly, last night included uh, setting fire to the Portland Police Bureau North Precinct House. Uh, They declared it an unlawful assembly. The cops were pelted with rocks and bottles and and the lasers trying to blind them. Mob of at least 300 then set fire to the police station, etc. 88 consecutive nights of violence and and protests, riots, etc. Saturday was uh, what Jack was talking about. It was, uh, well, multiple rallies were planned around the Justice Center and Terry Shrunk Plaza. This is federal property. This is always what's being targeted. And this is such a great description. It's kind of long, but we'll we'll dip in and out uh, from uh, law enforcement today. But there were multiple rallies planned. There was a pro-police rally planned for outside the Justice Center. And another large one was the No to Marxism in America rally planned across the street. Of course, it was expected that it would be met with resistance from the likes of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and those groups did not disappoint. Due to the violence escalating early against the pro-police rally, several groups converged on the Justice Center to promote to support the pro-police group who were originally there to be part of the anti-Marxism rally, including the Proud Boys, who described themselves as a pro-Western fraternity. 
The Proud Boys often show up at pro-Trump rallies and act as a sort of volunteer security for supporters. Proud Boys described uh, in the mainstream media as extreme right-wingers, while the Antifa and Black Lives Matter people, who have been burning things down and attacking police officers and all kinds of other stuff, they are just left-leaning groups. Oh, I see. Which okay, is, uh, uh, hilarious. Yeah. They, <laughs> they make the point the media has turned the Proud Boys into a group of, quote, white supremacists who are categorized as a general hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is utterly corrupt, to the point where a former leader of the group sued them for slander. should be noted that several black and brown Proud Boy members arrived in Portland with the group. It is not a white supremacist group. Chance of USA, back to blue, Blue Lives Matter, and... Uh, a cab, all cops are brave, rang out from the pro-police side. Well, I think that's an overstatement, too. But anyway, on the terrorist side, chants rang out with the traditional all cops are bastards and a woman singing a song about how cops are murderers and their children and wives hate them all. Black Lives Matter was also shouted many times. After about two hours of the pro-police and anti-Marxism combined group at a standoff with the BLM Antifa crowd, the violence started and most of the pro-police group retreated, leaving the big boys of the anti-Marxism rally to hold the line. Everybody you should know is is dressed like a combination of a, a hockey goalie and a character out of Mad Max. And listen, this is all very serious. It's very ugly, and it's leading to something terrible. Oh, yeah. But my favorite tweet was uh, the fabulous Andy No, who posted a bunch of video of, of the street battle, uh, and the caption was simply, Absurdistan, <laughs> which, which it is. It's troubling, but absurd. You had these two groups dressed, as I described, uh, whacking each other with sticks, a lot of shoving. A lot of uh, haymakers being thrown and missing, uh, and constant spraying of pepper spray. It was like some sort of hungry bear versus slow fat people convention, where the, the you know or battle. There was so much pepper spray in the air. Everybody's got gas masks on. Right. Just this running street battle. If you haven't watched any of these videos, if you're not following him in his feed, Andy No N G O is how you spell it. Search mm-hmm. it on the Twitter. It's uh, the. the this battle was amazing. When the two lines finally clashed, it was like out of the year 1200. It was. And they're just swinging sticks and rocks. And We'll post a link at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links so you can find it easily. And it's wacky, but like Joe said, there, at some point, there's going to be one of these and there'll be 15 dead. Oh, yeah. 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 On People will sides. start bringing guns and using them. And or knives or whatever. It's already happened, actually. Just not a lot of it. Standing on the line directly behind a group of um, uh, patriots wielding shields to protect those behind the line, I saw smoke bombs, bottles full of liquid, gallons of juice, canisters spewing smoke, and God knows what else. Paint, motor oil, eggs, rocks, sticks, and more flying across the street into the group supporting the police and uh, the Proud Boys, etc. Obviously, if you're the coffee shop on the corner from here, you're thinking, I'm never going to be able to make a business work yeah, in this environment. I just need to close. I mean, the police announced that they, they couldn't control this because they just don't have enough police to deal with it. Chemical agents were sprayed from both sides, including pepper spray, CS gas, and bear spray. I think bear spray is pepper spray, isn't it? I don't it's know. like a stronger, it's yeah. like an ex- enhanced version extra, of it. Yeah. Extra peppery. One man, a black bishop in Milwaukee, uh, Oregon, was caught in the fray and took bear spray to the face. Bishop Jermaine Williams at the Mission Field Church was at the event trying to bring some peace and understanding between the groups. While he was recovering from the spray and regaining his vision, I had a chance to talk with him. Uh, he said he was walking around, noticed two women were on the ground after having been injured during a fight between the groups. He stepped in to help one of them, and that's when he was hit in the face with pepper spray. There you go. Uh, of course. 
Um, Please notice he supports racial equity. He told me he's pro-police, also supports the movement to bring equality to colored people, uh, black people. You know, actually, a guy lost his his job for for using the term colored uh, the other day. I want to talk about that in a minute, but... um, uh, I see both. You know what? I like what he says. He says what normal people say. There's right on both sides. There are errors on both sides. Uh, let's not judge everybody uh, by the color of their skin or the color of their uniform. Let's do a you know a perfectly reasonable and good man. Yeah. And he got sprayed in the face for it. That's, but uh, that's not going to work in that crowd. This this is my uh, least favorite slash favorite part. Meanwhile, a black speaker named Rayona Coleman, known for her pro-police stance, showed up to speak at the event. While she did say a few words, it didn't go how she thought it would. And then I see the text of her speech, which is quite nice and reasonable again. Within minutes of her taking the megaphone, Coleman was attacked by a black uh, by a white Black Lives Matter activist with a water bottle filled with urine. Ooh. The poor woman was forced to take her shirt off in front of the entire crowd so people could wash it off with water for her. Uh, that didn't stop her from speaking. A bottle full of urine thrown at her, getting all over her clothes, her face, her eyes. Uh, she was able to get a photo of the man who threw urine at her, proving that he was a white man. So a black woman showed up to speak for the police, and a white man tried to silence her by throwing pee on her. Does her black life not matter? Does her black voice not matter? The loving and tolerant left uh, also attacked a transgender woman by spraying her directly in the eye with chemical agents. There she is on her knees, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's much more to this, the, ru- the play-by-play of the running street battle, and maybe we'll do a little bit more later on. Uh, but you get the idea. What mayhem. Absolutely out of control. And I said the police uh, announced that, no, we don't have the resources to stop this from happening, so we just stood back. Yeah, this is, you know, one final note, and, and you know this and I know this, but of course the media is saying that the far-right militia groups present were attacking the peaceful protesters, flashing guns at them. Never mind the hours of projectiles thrown at the right and the fact that both groups were head-to-head arguing and throwing punches. Then they quote one journalist saying, Proud Boys wreaking havoc in Portland today. Oh, really? Yeah, unfreaking believable Also, the media and uh, the crybabies of Antifa were whining that the police stood by and did nothing to intervene. Good Lord. Antifa is complaining the cops did nothing to intervene. That is truly hilarious. Uh, police were present via speakerphone, etc. Washington Post reported that the pro-police presence was a far-right event. This plays directly into what politicians like Joanne Hardesty, a local politician, have been putting out to her minion followers, saying that the far-right white supremacists are there to deny peaceful protesters their First Amendment rights. Wow. Great, Scott. Wow. Hey, that reminds me, a great... Um, the Twitter thread of the training the Antifa Marxists get on how to manipulate uh, the media, uh, the police, public opinion, that sort of stuff. We need to get to that in a little bit. It's all it's all written down. Their training materials are available, but the, as always, the media ignores it. I've got some high quality humor coming your way next. I'll be the judge of that. As the uh, late night comedians took on the. <laughs> Steve Bannon's mugshot, really. And I found it I found it pretty entertaining. Uh, Steve Bannon, who was the campaign, what was he officially? Not the campaign manager, the campaign director. Or something. Advisor. Or something. Whatever he was. For Trump when he got elected. And I agree with a lot of stuff Steve Bannon believes in and says. Sure. Super smart guy. Does have a bit of an unkempt appearance. That's and, fine. Uh, as, and he may have ripped, He's casual. And he may have ripped people off to a great Why does degree. he always wear nine shirts? That's a good question. Business casual. 
He uh, he regularly wears two shirts. Is that a I'm a little heavy thing? Does it kind of hide? Don't know your moves or something. I don't know. Because Ian Bremmer tweeted out this picture where he had a picture of Putin with zero shirts, and he had a picture of Bannon wearing two shirts, and he yes. said the average of these two is the right number of shirts. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Anyway, some uh, humor and other news on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Does that mean a one-term president? What does that mean? No, it doesn't mean. So you're leaving open the possibility that you'll serve eight years if you Absolutely. get elected. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to. What is he going to say? No, I couldn't do eight years. No, uh, my I'll mo- practically be 90. My Watch brain, me. My brain hardly works. I can't do eight years. <laughs> uh, so he's got to say that, but that's hilarious. Not a chance. Anyway, <laughs> Mr. President, watch me. I'm overly sensitive to this sort of things, but even in that six, seven second clip, I think there were two, three edits. Like it, it was, it was very stitched together. Oh, really? The thing that they had. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. There's a reason why they went with the primetime big special ABC thing and not just showing up on Meet the Press or and, something. And also did it with Kamala. So there were times where. I will let the vice president handle this, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't even engage in all of the questions fully, right? Some of the time was was mm-hmm. left to her. So the Republican fancy Zoom call starts tonight, and the headliner is uh, Tim Scott, black senator from South Carolina, who, as we were talking about last night, is a rising rock star. And St. Louis's uh, McCloskeys, the couple who were uh, prosecuted for brandishing their guns when the mob came for them, or they'll be speaking tonight as well. A couple of weeks back, Steve Bannon predicted Biden is going to beat Trump in a landslide. Watch me. I don't know if that pissed off Trump, and so he had his Justice Department go arrest him on a yacht. But uh, oh boy, it also might just be that Bannon. Well, first of all, Bannon might be in, innocent. Mm-hmm. He also might be uh, involved with the guys who were uh, claiming, "If you give money to this GoFundMe, we're going to take the money and help build Trump's border wall." Yeah, Not they exactly actually, sure how that works. Well, I did. I learned about what they're actually doing. They were building it in sound, places that the federal government said were too steep or slow or expensive. Does it sound legit to you? Um, it's it could be legit, mm-hmm. or they might be skimming. Anyway, yeah, it could be both. Absolutely. Well, right, yeah. Um. Anyway, so the late night comics comics took on uh, poor Steve Bannon's uh, mugshot uh, last week, and his mugshot unfortunately looked exactly like him. So uh, he was not heveled, as. Uh, Seth Meyers said, this gentleman who currently looks like a guy selling exotic reptiles on the Venice Beach boardwalk. He does look a lot like that. Wow. <laughs> Sidewalk iguana salesman. Um, he looks like someone you find sleeping in the bathroom stall at Margaritaville, said Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good writing. That is pretty good. And I like Steve Bannon. He looks like an unemployed Martha Washington impersonator. A little bit. (laughs) Wow. He looks like a guy who yells at little leaguers when he doesn't have a kid on the team. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. He looks like every composite photo of what Elvis would look like if he were alive today. There's some of that. He looks like every guy who's ever tried to sell me a jacuzzi. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Wow. Uh he looks like every guy at the hotel hot tub who sits way too close to your wife. Oh. <laughs> oh. He looks like every guy who's ever walked into a Ferrari dealership. Wow, that's unfair. <laughs> he looks, it's a fine sports car. 
He looks like his home address is the swim-up bar at the Mirage. <laughs> wow. A lot, of, a lot of weird swimming and tub-related references there. I thought those were all super funny. But there was this that just pisses me off, if I can go get away from humor and get back to anger, which is where we seem to live as an American. Yes! Finally. James Corden getting angry about all the humor. James Corden said, I don't know where I stand on this story. I don't. On the one hand, I'm angry that he defrauded these people. On the other hand, he defrauded people who are donating to build Trump's border wall and therefore deprive immigrants of just seeking out a better life. Oh, shut up, you that fat jackass. That is the most eight-year-old girl stupid opinion I've ever heard. Please stop using gendered language. Oh, my God. Just people who want to seek a better life. Every other country in the world controls their borders. Because you have to. It's just that's what a country is. You can't just let whoever the hell wants to come in, whenever they want to come in, come in in whatever numbers they decide. No. Nobody does it that way. But according to James Carden. Build bridges, not walls. Build a wall to stop people who just want a better life. That is just, you are so naive and childlike, you should not comment on grown-up stuff ever. Yeah, I know. Adulthood has died. There are no adults left in the room. That hurts my heart. When somebody says something like that, you you can't even start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Are you stoned? Anyway. What what part of every country in the world has an idea who's coming in and out? Which part of that do you not understand? Unless you're in the lawless border region of Libya. Goodness sakes. You know, it's time for SMOD, Jack, the sweet meteor of death. And uh, according to scientists who are liars, an asteroid is heading our way the day before the election. It's not big enough, and they say there's less than a 1% chance it hits the Earth. How much less than a 1% chance? One out of 100 is pretty high. It's, uh, I think I saw 0.41 okay. in one article. So it's a, it's essentially a 1 in 215 chance it hits the Earth. If that's the only chance we... So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> they think it's about 6.5 meters in... Di, feet. I'm sorry, feet in diameter. Which I, How big would it have to be to cause a cataclysm? I don't think 6.5 feet is, uh, is enough. No. I mean, it would hit with the force of an atomic bomb, probably, at the speed we're talking. All Some of it gets burnt off. Going through the yeah. uh, the atmosphere I, or whatever. I just, I just went to see the the biggest meteor crater that exists on the planet, um, uh, in Arizona with my kids not mm. long ago, and the the meteor that hit that was much bigger than. Okay, so you know I'm I'm rooting for the sweet meteor of death that is a cataclysm, yeah. a, a global cataclysm. You want the this, world? This to is going to wipe out somebody's garage. You want the world to explode to yes. avoid having to go through the election? Yes. <laughs> It'd be easier. Yeah. I mean, like a near extinction event. Those of us who survive, I'm assuming I'll be among them, will don animal skins and, and, and work to repopulate the planet. That'll be the most fun part of it. We were actually talking about this yesterday with, uh, we notice we live in a part of the country where because of wildfires, the sky has been uh, gray for a week now with mm-hmm. very little sunshine and, and looked like the plants are starting to get a little limp. And we're talking uh-huh. about how, you know, the big meteor that wiped out the dinosaurs and killed 90% of the plant life on Earth. 
it's amazing how fast it happens. Right. No sunshine getting through for a week and plants are starting to look a little limp. Well, obviously, since you could see to walk around, there was some sunshine yeah. getting through, but not nearly enough, apparently. Really That's really interesting. Or I don't know yeah. if it's the oxygen. I don't know, because the air is probably bad for plants, just like it is for people. But yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, I would say so. The nuclear winter, that's what they say would kill people. I mean, I the blast, obviously, the radiation. I brought that up with the children on a Sunday oh, night oh, just good. for a little fun. Good. Well, they Let's might as well grow the... up with like us, fearful of nuclear holocaust. Let's talk about the nuclear winter, shall we? Yes. Come on. Scientists have grown. Watch me. Scientists grew cartilage in mice last week, which could be fantastic news for humans if it turns out that they can grow cartilage in your knee or your back or something like that, where it's uh, getting worn out over the years. Oh, heck yeah. It would be a huge development. I got a couple of fake joints. We see. We keep marching forward as a species, even as we uh, march backwards in terms of our uh, ability to get along. And our political discourse. Yeah. Wow. So soon, everybody will be live to be 110 years old, but be stupid as hell. <laughs> um, the brave new world. <laughs> a number of polls came out over the weekend, including the Wall Street Journal NBC poll. All of them have Biden up nationally as somewhere between 8 and 12 points. Uh, but the Wall Street Journal took some time to say, here's the silver lining in there if you're uh, thinking Trump could win or wanting Trump to win. And there's some interesting stuff behind the poll numbers we'll hit uh, when we come back. I do enjoy a nice silver lining. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? That's coming up next. Armstrong and Getty.